This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 840. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 840. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, Shameless Moms. Happy Monday. This is my first time back recording in 2024, and I am ready. So a week ago, in the first week of 2024, I wasn't ready. (laughs) So I'm sharing that because I think some of you might be able to relate with rough transitions and rough transitions out of holiday breaks and into New Year's. And so what happened in our household, and I'm also hearing this happen to other folks, is that you know, things didn't go as planned. And I think that holidays are just a time when there can be high expectations. And a lot of things can go really sideways. We are talking about oftentimes travel and extended family and being in the middle of cold and flu and COVID season. And so many things can go sideways. And they often do. And some of it is just like, oh, we'll laugh about this someday. But others of it do do take a while to like recover from. And I found myself in that boat. We didn't have anything go horrendously wrong. So like knock on wood for that. Because a year ago, my husband was in the hospital for half of our Christmas break. So very, very grateful to not be in that position. But I did find that I really, really looked forward to the break this year because I wanted time to rest. And when I say rest, I mean like lay on my couch and watch Real Housewives. 
And I I never made it to my couch the whole two weeks. Never made it to my couch to watch Thrill Housewives. And so when I sent Vinny back to school on January 2nd, I was a little bit bitter. I was like, you know, I did not get my couch time and I don't feel ready and this is not okay. So I spent all of last week, I didn't have any calls last week. I'm really in, intentional and I have the privilege of um, working for myself where I can be specific around this, but I intentionally scheduled no calls the first week of January. So I worked from my couch the whole week in like cozy sweats with lots of cozy blankets and snacks and coffee to the point that my family was like, do you just not have an office anymore? <laughs> like, is this, is the couch your office? And I thought maybe it would be, but I did start to snap out of it on Friday. And I was like, okay, I might be ready to go back to my office. <laughs> my back was hurt. Actually, my whole body was hurting from sitting on the couch for so long. <laughs> like, you know, there's no good ergonomics with laptops and couches. And I also had had a chance to reintegrate into my son's school system. We had had our first parent association meeting. I had taken a couple calls on Friday that were just like not work necessarily calls, but just kind of some catch up things that just helped me get my brain back into the swing of things. And by midday Friday, I was like, okay, let's do this. So I hope that if you are struggling reintegrating or kicking off this new year, that you're just giving this, yourself the time and space that you need because you'll be ready at some point. And it's okay if it's not now. And it's okay if it's not for six more weeks, like it'll come. So just trust that. I've really, really in the last handful of years shifted from an, this idea that like new things need to start week one of January into slowly integrating things over time in a new year as they feel right and as the timing feels right. And that feels so much better. Two of the things I got to do this week in this second week of January, when I'm recording this, is I got to lead my first two trainings of 2024, which was really, really fun and definitely re-energized me and got me pretty pumped up for this year. So my first training that I led in 2024 was with my Influence and Ignite business coaching cohort. And so this is a group of shameless moms who are business owners, and we meet monthly um, for a training that I lead. And it was so great to be back in the saddle, to work with them, talk with them. Our theme for our call this month was expanding visibility. And I loved preparing this topic. It was so fun for me. I was able to look back on how I have expanded visibility over the last 20 or so years as an entrepreneur, and then impart a lot of that knowledge and at this point wisdom, because I've been doing it for so long onto those my clients. And then on Tuesday, as kind of almost an extension of that same theme, I did my first corporate training and I got to go in and do a training on voice and visibility, thought leadership and communication confidence with some leaders right here locally. And that was really, really fun to work with new folks, to work with folks who are like ready to dig into a new year and ready to make commitments in terms of stepping out of their comfort zone a little bit, to step into leadership in new ways and to step into using their voice in new ways, connect with others who they work with in new ways, even, you know, really pitch themselves from a position of their strengths and talents and gifts um, in new ways. And all that was really, really cool to see. So as I was working through all of that with clients in different capacities this week, I thought, I feel like I need to talk about this on the podcast. I need to talk about expanding visibility because it seems like a perfect theme for this time of year. But even if you're not listening, um, you know, at the beginning of January, I think that expanding visibility is you can like start anytime. You can start in 10 minutes. So you don't have to wait for a new month or a new week or, new, or a new year. You can start it at any time. And I think it's important that you ask yourself a few questions in terms of what do I want to do in terms of visibility? Why is it important to me? What do I want it to look like? 
And then from there, you can start to take action. And so one of the things that I see come up a lot when I talk about this, especially in the business space, is that I'll say, hey, if you want to expand, you know, expand your visibility in your business this year, what are some things you think you might want to do? And people right away go to social, they're like social media, like I want to get more Instagram followers or more TikTok followers or make more connections on LinkedIn. And that can absolutely be a way to expand your visibility. But I think there's other ways that we can do that, that can make so much sense personally and professionally. And so I think because we live in this world of social media where social media is so integrated into everything and it's so like omnipresent, I think it's important that we think through also what does visibility mean for us beyond social media? Social media can be a great way to expand visibility for sure, but I think there's other ways that you can expand visibility that are a million times more uh, fulfilling and rewarding and that allow you to make connections and build community in a way that's really different than social media. Of course, you can make connections and build community on social media. But I also just think there's a lot of other ways to do it too. So I just want to kind of give that caveat that when we think of visibility, check yourself to think like, oh, (laughs) does that always need to mean like, get more social media followers? When you are thinking yourself about expanding visibility this year and what that might look like, I do want you to have an awareness that we are all always creating and building our own personal brands, kind of for better or worse. And this isn't to say that you should be putting a lot of pressure on yourself to build a certain brand to look a certain way to make sure that people perceive you a certain way, because that's a lot of unnecessary pressure. But if you think about the people that you know, whether you know them really, really well, or more peripherally, or from afar, you know them for certain things, right? So you might have like a really, really good friend and you know them for certain things. They're really good at, you know, holding space when you're having a bad day and they're really funny when you are on vacation with them and they love certain games and you love to talk about the certain thing and they're like, they give the most wise advice when you're having a rough day. And then maybe there's, you know, someone who's more peripheral where you look out and you're like, oh, that person, like I don't talk to them or integrate or interact with them a ton. But I know that they always have something valuable to contribute to a conversation, or they're always putting their best foot forward, or they're always showing up and pitching in when no one else will. And then there might be people from afar, like looking at mentors and maybe people that you follow online, where you're looking at what they're doing, and you might not really know them at all, except for what they make sure to make you aware of. So when you are looking at an online mentor, they're making sure to make you aware that certain things are really, really important to them or that they are, you know, that they have certain beliefs or certain values. Even holding myself in this example, those of you that look at the Shameless Mom Academy and look at the way that I lead know that whether or not you know me personally, you know certain things that I stand for, you know certain things I stand against, you know certain values of mine, you know how I show up in certain ways. Like you could probably, if you've been listening to the show for any length of time, you could probably give a few pretty accurate adjectives about who I am and characteristics and traits, etc. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, It's very digestible, and the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Urtube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, 
IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listener can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. So when you're thinking about expanding visibility, you're always expanding visibility. You're always letting people see you in a certain way, whether or not you're conscious of it or not. And again, that is not to put pressure on you. That's just to say like, that's the way it is, right? Every day you go to work, you're like, they're going to see me one way or another. And the cool thing about that is that you have the power to make that what you want to make it. So it's not to say that you always need to show up perfectly and make sure that everyone sees you always put your best foot forward, because that's not at all my intention in saying this. It's more that How do you want to be intentional around showing up for the things that matter most to you, speaking up for the things that matter most to you, investing time in the things that matter most to you, rather than just letting those kinds of opportunities just pass you by because you weren't thinking about them? So when we look at expanding visibility, some questions that you can ask yourself if you want to be thoughtful in this way, if you want to be intentional in this way, in this new year, or in this next month, or in a new career, or in a new you know family dynamic, in a new relationship, what I want you to think about first is what's most important to you right now. And this changes tremendously over time. So what is most important to you right now might be really different than three years ago, and it might even be different than three months ago. And that's totally fine. 
What was most important to me three years ago is definitely different than what's most important to me now. Of course, there's some underlying themes and values that are the same. Like, of course, my family is still very, very important to me. Like, that will probably always be a through line, I certainly hope. But other things have become more important to me in a new way, and other things have become less important to me. This is just us evolving as humans, right? So what's most important to you right now? And this might be certain roles that you want to take on. It might be certain issues that you want to tackle or certain ideas that you have that you want to bring to life or that you want to share with others. It might be spending time with certain people or doing certain things. It might be getting involved in your community in certain ways. So what's most important to you right now? And how does that relate to how you want to be visible over the course of the next year or over the course of the next few months? So when you're thinking through how you want to be visible, visible, it's how am I really demonstrating what's most important to me right now, and then letting that show through in the ways that I'm visible. So when I was leading the parent association with my co-chair, I wanted it to be really clear that that was a really important role to me, that I took it really seriously. So I made myself visible in a lot of different ways to express that. Now that I'm not in that role, I still want to have a visible role in my son's school community, but I don't need to be like the loudest, most frequent voice of all the things representing the parents. I'm pretty happy to sit in the back of the room at the meetings and just like chime in if there's something that I have knowledge on that maybe other people don't because they've never been in that role before. And I have to say that's been really fun. And so in this last, since September, as I've had the opportunity to sit in that spot, to literally like sit in the back of the room instead of being up on the mic in the front of the room, I've really been thoughtful about what I want that visibility to look like and feel like. And I've had, it's been so liberating and freeing because I've gotten to intentionally quiet down a bit and sit back a bit which means maybe less visibility in some ways, but I've also gotten to convey that like I wanna show up for the things that matter most because before I was required to show up for all the things. And now I'm saying, hey, I'm gonna show up for this. And by the way, most of the things I'm choosing to show up for are like the fun things. I'm like, oh, that's like the really fun thing to do. I'm gonna go do the fun thing. And I'm still doing, you know, cause I can't help myself. I'm still showing up for the hard conversations as well because that's who I am. But I'm being conscientious of what visibility looks like. And it looks like less visibility right now. But that feels right for me because I'm also aware of other people having really great ideas. And I want them to have the spotlight. And in that context around the parent association, it's specifically like the co-chairs that we pass the torches to. Shout out Rachel and Miley. And they're incredible and they're amazing and I would never want to be like hold on I always have something to add to every single thing that you say like I don't want to be that kind of leader so sometimes minimizing visibility can be an expansion of visibility in terms of intentionally backing off on something to make room for someone else or to just because you are deciding to put less energy into one thing so you can put more energy into something else or because you just have a shift in your role in a certain capacity and you want to honor what that shift looks like and what that you know next phase or evolution looks like the next question to ask yourself is what do i want others to know me for as you move into 2024 my hope is that every year you get a little more clear on this and my hope is also that every year it shifts and evolves a little bit What I wanted to be known for, you know, four years ago was really closely tied to the podcast and the podcasting space. And because of the success of that, because of that visibility and having success within 
the podcasting space, but also building out a really long-term successful show. Now what I want to be visible for and what I want other people to know me for is definitely a little upgraded from just being part of the podcasting space. Yes, I want to be known for being part of the podcasting space. But on top of that, I really want what I have done in the podcasting space to be my stage for or stepping stone for being in other spaces with a really strong presence of credibility and authority and knowing what I'm talking about and being able to serve in really specific ways. And so right now, a lot of that is around training, around voice, around visibility, around communication confidence, around thought leadership. And because I've been able to do that so much in this space here, Now I'm wanting to be known in other spaces for that same thing. And that's been really, really fun and really exciting. But I've had to be really conscientious around the fact that this is what I want to be known for in different places now, not just within the circle of a podcast that comes out twice a week. Um, And that's been really, really exciting because that has felt like definitely like an expansion, but also a step up at the same time. And it's been really cool. And I'm so grateful that I've had these, you know, last almost eight years with all of you to set the scene for that because it's made me so excited and very comfortable in going into the next season or stage of speaking and showing up um, in front of others and being in front of the mic or being behind the mic, I guess, (laughs) being behind the mic or in front of the mic, but in front of a larger audience or a different kind of audience. Another question to ask yourself is, what do I want to model to my kids? So I think that this is always an important one. And what's interesting about this question is as your kids grow, what you want to model changes. And what I've wanted to model in the past for Vinny is a little different than what I want to model right now. And because he's 11, and when he was three or four, there was things I was doing that just wouldn't relate or resonate for him. And now he's older, and I'm really conscientious of what he's going to remember. So there's things I tell him that I'm doing because I want him to remember that this is the stuff that my mom does. This is the stuff that she stands for. So forever he's known that I have a podcast, but he's never like asked or nor does he care what I talk about. But now I do tell him more and more like, oh, I'm going to go lead. I'm going to be interviewed on this certain topic, or I'm going to interview someone else on this certain topic, or I'm going to go speak on this certain thing. So he's starting to have this sense of, oh, these are the things that are important. And what's interesting as someone who is conflict averse and really uncomfortable with conflict, um, Vinny that is, but me too. Um, I think it's really positive to have conversations with him around, oh, I talk about this thing on the podcast and it's really uncomfortable or I talked about this and I didn't really know much about it. So I had to ask questions and sometimes I felt a little silly asking certain questions about it. But it's interesting as I share things around how I've learned as I've grown in this in this role is that he now comes to me and he'll be like, okay, mom, so this person said this and then I said this. Is that the right thing to say? Is that the wrong thing to say? Like he wants to like reassurance a lot. And we have these great conversations of talking it through like, okay, well, after you said that thing back, did that feel good? Did it not feel good? How did the other person respond? Do, did they feel good? Like all these check-ins. Um, so being conscientious of what do you want to model to your kids based on how you're expanding visibility. And some of that might be discernment to not grow in certain ways because you're like, hey, I want to be more present here. So I'm going to be less present over there. And then some of it might be like, hey, I want to be more present in a certain area, which maybe does like in my case, sometimes I'm telling Vinny like, hey, I'm going to be gone three nights this week because I have work stuff. And this is why this is really important to me. And I he's now at an age where 
that messaging is a little different than a couple of years ago, where I really did not want to be gone three nights a week. I mean, I still don't want to be gone three nights a week, because I really like putting my pajamas on at five o'clock. But a few years ago, I was much more conscientious about being gone in the evening and not being around for bedtimes or school drop off or school pickup and those kinds of different things. And now I want him to see me going and doing those things. I want him to see me going to a board meeting. I want him to see me being on a committee about a certain topic or, you know, around a certain mission in the community. So it's more and more important to me that he has that awareness and that I'm modeling that to him in really specific ways as he gets older. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt-free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Another question to ask yourself is how... Would I feel a year from now if I expanded my visibility in this way? So when we think about expanding visibility, it can be a little nerve wracking, a little daunting. It can be uncomfortable. I 100% get it. And this is why so many people, when they think about going for something, going for an opportunity, they say like, well, in like in the next year or two or in five years, like we like to put things a ways off. So they're not quite within arm's reach because it feels really uncomfortable if you're like, okay, in the next two weeks, I'm going to start. If we say in the next two weeks, I'm going to start, it's like we have to actively be planning. We have to be like ready to go. And that can feel really uncomfortable. I saw this meme on social media in the first week of the year, and it showed three staircases. So the first staircase is a person jumping from the bottom step to the second step up. And it says, No, it's like, oh, this is so uncomfortable. This is so scary. Jumping from that first step to the second step. And that first step to the second step is like a massive leap, right? The steps after that are often much easier. But that first step, it just takes like everything in you. You don't have any inertia. You don't have any momentum. You are like giving yourself this big heave-ho. And you might be pretty nervous that you're going to fall flat on your face and trip and land like chin to the edge of the stair, right? So the next two staircases were side by side. And it had... The first, on the left, it had a staircase with a person on the first step. And on the right, it had another staircase. The person is on the first step. So basically, it's identical. Two staircases, each of them have a person on the first step. And then the bottom of the meme or the picture said, what is more uncomfortable? At the end of the year, you will always, always be glad that you went from step one to step two. And... 
likely you will always, if not most often, be frustrated, maybe regretful, maybe even resentful that you sat on step one and you stayed on step one. So how would it feel a year from now if you took, if you went from step one to step two or from step one to step two and then step three and step four and maybe even step five? How would that feel? I don't think I've ever looked back and been like, wow, I wish I didn't do that. (laughs) There's been things that I've done where they've been really hard. And I've even thought like, huh, I don't know if that was the right use of my time or the best use of my time. But I can always identify what I'm taking away that made it worth my time. And I think that when you can do that, there's no wrong moving up in terms of visibility because you're always going to learn. You're always going to grow. I've had to go through some really uncomfortable slash painful growth experiences in over the last 20 years and some of them fairly publicly. And when I've been in them, it just feels like, why me? Or what am I supposed to be learning? Like, I don't want to learn this lesson right now. Like, I really want to like stomp and like bang my fist like a toddler and just be like, I don't want to learn this lesson right now. This is not what I thought it was going to be. This is not what I signed up for. And this happens in relationships. This happens in motherhood. This happens in work environments. It happens if you have your own business. It happens in client interactions. It happens in all of our relationships, you know, inside our households and outside of our households. But when you get through those things, you can always look back and say, wow, Now that I've gotten through that, I can see where even if I hated that, even if I handled it horribly, I now know something new and different and I can do something with what I know now. And every time there's been something stumbly or fumbly, whether it's been related to a business decision or an interpersonal um, relationship or interaction, I've always been able to look back and say, oh, didn't love that, but I do see how that will help me moving forward, that I won't make that mistake again, that the next time something like this happens, if it's an inevitable thing that's going to happen again, I know what I'm going to do differently, that I this wasn't what I expected, but oh my gosh, look what it positioned me to do next. Or sometimes it is like I went and did the thing and oh my gosh, that was amazing. And that took off in ways I could never have imagined. Or that led to this other thing that I didn't even know I wanted or needed. So how can you think in those in that kind of a framework where there's no mistake in expanding visibility. There's no wrong choice. There's just taking one next step. So I want you to think about how do you want to expand your role, whether it's your role at work, your role in your household, your role in your community. Maybe it's a commitment that you want to make in your community by volunteering, joining a board, showing up at community events, just for the sake of showing up. I want it to be that simple. Sometimes it's just for the sake of showing up. This can be really uncomfortable, but it's another thing that I always am glad that I did. There's a number of things, because again, like I like to put on my pajamas at five o'clock. There's a number of things that I show up for in evening things where I'm like, ugh, I don't want to go. Like pajamas would just be better. And then when I'm there or after I get home, I'm like, I'm really glad I did that, that I made a meaningful connection. I learned something new. There's now a new opportunity for me. I now have a better sense of what I want out of something. And all of that is really illuminating and really helpful in terms of then figuring out what I want to do next. So just the showing up is an expansion of visibility. You don't have to even do anything. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to speak. Just show up. And then, of course, if you decide to use your voice and share yourself more widely, your visibility will 
be impacted and enhanced and elevated from there. So sharing ideas and opinions and sentiments and opinion, uh, I said opinions and compliments. One of the things that I think can be really empowering if you are nervous to use your voice is just to start off using your voice in more ways to amplify other people. Just to say, thank you so much. I really appreciate that you did XYZ for me, or I saw that you did this thing over here. And I just wanted to say you did a really great job. So instead of making it about you and like, hey, I have an opinion, or I have an idea, or I have this thing. How can you center someone else in the way that you use your voice? For many of us, that's the easier, safer way to get started. And people love to be seen, heard, and held. So when you share a positive, special sentiment around for, towards someone else, or you compliment someone, they feel seen, heard, held, and valued. They will appreciate that. That feels good to them, which then in turn makes you feel good because you just made someone else feel good. That can be a really safe way to practice expanding visibility. Go to an event, email the person that ran it afterwards and just say, thank you so much. I learned a lot. I really appreciate you. That is not hard to do. It might feel a little awkward if you've never done it before, but it's not hard. It's a really simple thing to do. Send a text to a friend. Hey, I was thinking of you this morning. I hope you have a great day. Or this thing happened at work today that made me laugh and it made me think of you. Like just something where you're like, hey, I just want to be like reaching out and connecting more. If you have a strong idea, speaking up and sharing that idea. If you have a strong opinion, speaking up and sharing that opinion. One of the things that happened yesterday in the training I was in is someone made a comment that a ton of other people in the room resonated with. But the comment that the person made was like the thing that no one was saying. And when she said it right away, I was like, oh my gosh, I know that's the thing other people needed to hear. And a whole bunch of people started nodding their heads. They were like, oh yeah. Like I didn't, they, no one knew that everyone else felt the same way. So no one knew that like this thing that feels scary or vulnerable, that everyone feels scared and vulnerable. <laughs> and that we all are assuming that like we're the ones that feel scared or vulnerable, but everyone else has it figured out or everyone else feels confident or everyone else feels ready to go. And when we say, oh, I feel a little bit nervous right now, everyone else is like, oh, me too. Like, thank you for saying it out loud. So sometimes it's just sharing your what you're feeling in a moment for everyone else to be like, oh, thank you for being the one to say it out loud. I feel so much less alone that I'm not the only one feeling that way. So how do we do this? How do we do this? We start small. I've given you a lot of different ideas in terms of how you can start in different ways, using your voice in different ways, practicing being visible, even if you're just starting by showing up. But you can also do things like making a public declaration. Like I made a public declaration. I'm applying to grad school. I knew as soon as I said that, I had to apply to grad school. Major visibility step there for me, right? So you can make public declarations about your passions, about your plans, about what you want to do so that other people, you know, they're going to ask you about it. They're going to be like, how's that thing going? And you're going to be like, oh God, I said it out loud and now I have to do it. And people are asking me about it, but you're also going to be really grateful. Like I said it out loud. Now I have to do it. And I'm so glad I'm accountable because otherwise I'd wait another three to five years. And then it's showing up consistently with the primary goal of just showing up and taking the next right step in this moment. It's not figuring out the next 18 steps. It's not figuring out like, what am I going to do if it goes sideways? It's just taking one next small step and letting that unfold and then taking the next step after that. Rather than thinking you have to have everything figured out, you don't have to have everything figured out. Let me tell you, applying for grad school, I have sent so many emails to the admissions office trying to figure out how I can map out my calendar for the entire program before I even apply. 
And I've sent these emails in kind of these covert ways because I can tell that they have all this locked down on their site that's for students only. So I've sent these emails. It's like, hey, like, can you give me a framework for like what the course load is going to look like? And you can you give me a framework for if I wanted to focus on this concentration, what classes would I be adding? And then I finally said, hey, is there any way that I can look at the course catalog and see where courses are offered every quarter or semester in order to map out my entire two to two and a half years? And <laughs> the woman who I was talking to was so lovely. And she's like, I appreciate that you want to be so on top of things, but she's like, we don't have that accessible to students who are still in the application process. That's something that once you're accepted, you will be able to go in and you can map that out and you can kind of work through our system to do that in a way that is you know flexible and meaningful to you. But she did say, I'm going to send you this sample schedule for someone who would be starting at the same time as you so you can get an idea of what that might look like. And it was so helpful. It was so helpful because I wanted to know like, what's coming next? What's coming next? How will I figure it out? But that was me wanting to know the next 57 steps. And it was her saying, you don't need to know the next 57 steps. You need to have a general idea and you'll need to do the next one step. And the next one step is just finishing the application. <laughs> and so finish the application. Like You know you want to come here. So it's not like you're filling it out and then not sure if you're going to come. So it's worth your time to fill it out. And then you can make the next step. And that was such a great reminder for me. So if you're like me, like one next step, you don't need to know 57 steps in a row for the next two and a half years, just one next step. Wishing you the best, best beginning of your 2024 as you begin expanding visibility. And please know that I am in this with you always. We will definitely be doing this together this year. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, 
a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.